Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, that's a bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but that story won't be told that it was a bad shot. Tied at 115. Crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard. After a week of sports that could drive a sane person crazy, two men arrive in the wee hours of a Sunday to provide clarity, truth, and questionable sports takes. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to two to one. A deep three. Oh! What? This is Sports Sunday. Blazers win the series, a walk-off three from Lillard. A recap of the sports week, a preview of today's games, and next week's big stories. Damian Lillard from way downtown. Now, here are Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher with Sports Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080. I mean, that's a bad shot. The fan. Welcome into Sports Sunday. What is going on in here? There we go. I got. I didn't have any volume in my Couldn't headphones. Hear. I got yeah. no snare in my headphones. I had to turn mine down, man. That was crazy loud. Can get the there. reverb. I don't yeah, know who's, reverb who, up. who sits here on Saturday. Uh, Because sat- it was loud as hell well, in these headphones. That might, I don't know if Luke sits there or not. Because Will's behind the glass. Guess. So it might just be the Souk leftover. Jeez, Souk can't yeah. hear for S. But anyways, welcome into Sports Sunday. Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor, Jordan Schultz here on what's hopefully um, our last rainy Sunday of the spring. Yeah, I heard it's supposed to be pretty, uh, pretty dope next week. How about that weather, huh? Yeah, I heard. You sound like an elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, how about that weather, huh? All right, see ya. All right, big gulps, huh? But uh, yeah, welcome in, fellas. I don't know how the weekend is uh, going for you, but. I had a uh, mini heart attack, mini uh, breaking and entering in my home yesterday. What? Oh, okay. Wait Dude. Yeah. You all right? On. Yeah. Everybody, everybody good? Every, every, we're all good. We're all good. Like I said, a little uh, little shaken. But uh, yesterday I was at home after my golf round, and um, I was expecting some friends to come over for the boxing match. Oh. So I'm sitting on the couch. I got it started. It was 5 o'clock. Got the broadcast going, and I'm like, all right, I'm tired as F. Long night Friday night. I walked 18 holes yesterday in the Eastmoreland slop. So it was just, it wasn't walking on solid ground. You're walking through mud and thick mud and just, it's, it's rough. So I was, t- I was a little tuckered out and I was like, you know what? Let's try and get this 15, 20, 30 minute power nap in before my friends get over, you know, lay on the couch. And before I know it, I wake up and... All three of my friends are in my house, sitting around my couch in chairs with beers in hand, watching the boxing match. And I'm like, oh, what? what? Man. And they're I, like, hey, bud. I thought you were really talking about somebody no. broken in my <laughs> no. spot. I'm like, like, dude, what? I'm like, did you call the police? Did you did you file a Dear report? God, is your son okay? Man. No, that's what I was wondering. Like, everybody. Man, lead with that, healthy? man. Yeah, so th- <laughs> three white males breaking and entering in Newburgh and then just drinking beer right in front of me in my Nobody's living room. Nobody's coming for that. <laughs> that's Nobody is coming Someone's for that. Coming well, that's very that. European, actually. I don't know if you all know, but uh, in London, because they're big on tea time with your friends, it's very different than America. You can just kind of go into somebody's house and it is actually the kind thing to do to let them in ah. and be like, hey, I'm going to finish my stuff up. Please make yourself some tea. I'm going to catch some more Z's. Do you? Yeah. So this was very, <laughs> very weird place in like London, well, you know, at yeah. certain points. And the thing is, is where I live is like it's not on the street. It's down like a little alleyway path of where these duplexes are. So it's 
I can give you the address, but then I have to tell you it's down an alley. Like, take a left off of the street and go down this little strip. And she I didn't. Did, I did didn't. The drug inst- dealer turn left. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah, stop outside this house. This house, uh, no more than five minutes. Um, but I didn't give them that part. So therefore, they had to find that part of the alley, go down, and essentially look at all that. Which one could be Joe's? Which one? And then it was probably the big organ O flag hanging off my. That's uh, what deck. gave it away. That gave you it away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, sure enough, I was like, I probably asked three to five times. Wait, so how how did you guys get in here? And they're like, dude, your front door is just unlocked. So, which I think was because I was anticipating them to come over. So it was unlocked. I was ready to go, you know, all that. But uh, what the hell were they doing at five in the morning to where it's like, you know, let's just go back to Joe's. It was five in the afternoon. Oh, okay. I was about to say. No, this, was like, after my, this was after my golf round yesterday I'm afternoon. thinking it's 5 a.m. I was like, oh, man, what God. the hell are they doing so, to where... No, no, that would, uh, yeah, I would very much want to. It's a boxing match. That soccer match. That at that point, I might call the cops on them for breaking at 5 a.m. Just drinking beers and you're just around the, hey, what's up, man? What's up, sleepyheads? You wake up at five, like, what are y'all doing here? Yeah, no, I definitely had to uh, kind of like get into, all right, Saturday night boxing party mode very quickly. And it, it was tough. It took me a good 30 to 45 to get that going. No, it's, you know what? There's nothing tougher than waking up from a nap. And this now, I could tell, I like, dude, there, when I woke up, I was like, I was done. I, we've all taken that three o'clock, sometimes even later, like six o'clock nap on accident and woke up and it's like nine and there's something in you that's saying, bro, just stay asleep. Yeah. Right, just go ahead and stay asleep. <laughs> but then you, you physically can't and you're trying to get up and there's like this. 30, 40 minute period where it's just like, ugh, why do I feel like this? Like, tough, tough life I live, man. Oh, yeah. Just man. going out Friday night and 18 holes on Saturday. And naps and boxing matches. And you then... guys gotta, I gotta get invited out to one of these uh, shenanigans because I was bored as hell this weekend and was actually napping until 9 p.m. So, so you know, I need to go out and live life a little bit absolutely. more. Absolutely. Just because you're married doesn't mean you're dead. No, bro. my wife and I, no, we both. Your it wife's wasn't... trying to get rid of you. That's what it is. That's what it is. No, well... we both wanted to do something, <laughs> okay. but. Okay. Had no ideas of what to do, so we're like, I'm tired. What do, what do married couples in Portland do? I don't right now. Uh, I mean, what 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 can you not do in Portland though? Once the weather gets nice, I mean, there's everything. I mean, there's everything. Yeah, is there though? Parks and food boo, and hikes. Boo. And it's it, it, bunch of white people stuff that Rashad does. No, I, I mean, granted, love parks, but do I want to go to the you know to the Rose Garden? You That's know, every day. Point. What about the you know? Rhododendron Garden? I saw a lot Probably of people not. there yesterday. Over Probably at, not. East, if you've seen one guard, listen, I. I grew up on see one card and listen, seen them all. No, seriously, I grew up near Peninsula Park. I grew up on the near Albina and like what was Portland Boulevard. But it's my wife's now, favorite park, actually. Yeah, you know, and so why? Beautiful. Because they have a beautiful rose garden that's in the middle of North Portland. And the fountain. The fountain and the, all that oh stuff. Goodness. So yeah, if you've seen one park or if you've seen one, you know, rose garden, botanical garden, like you you've seen enough of them. You've well, seen them all. Then I don't know. Ride a bike, Rashad. Damn it. Well, it's tough too because it's you have to come up with the initiative of trying to find an idea. And I don't know if if you guys suffer from this issue. Life, but like I just look at like five or ten different things, and it's just hard to choose, and I get overwhelmed. Life is so, like yeah. your, is like searching Netflix. You just go for an hour and a half. You could have used that hour and a half watching a movie, but then you take that hour and a half trying to find the movie, and then you end up just not watching the movie at all, and you go to bed. Yeah. Sounds about right. Sound like my porn search. I hate this. (laughs) Just about that. It's been an hour. It's not working. I guess I'm going (laughs) to bed. We're done. I will say, and I don't like to do this often, but um, I do have to give a shout out to a certain Portland establishment. And this, Jordan, might be the way to go for a Friday night for you and your lady. The Good Foot. Over on the oh, east side. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. The good foot. Oh, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. That was one of my spots. Dude, I, I went there for the first time since pre-COVID. I went there in 2019 and saw, like, a live jam band, mm-hmm. like, eight, nine-piece. That was just awesome. Never saw anything like it. And then Friday night, they were doing soul, funk, 60s, Motown, dance party. And the good foot, which, it's so great because that basement is like the ceiling is literally a foot or two above you. Mm-hmm. Like if you're six over six five in that place, like you're ducking. Find a seat. Yeah, exactly. The entire yeah. time. But it makes it very just intimate. There's something real underground it. about it. Yes. You know and something. you literally kind of go underground, walk down this ramp under it. And yeah, it was my first time going there since twenty nineteen. 
I've, and damn that place that awesome. that is an ace in the hole I've, for dates dude I, like if you had right. if, if you got a good date going and they're like yeah i like to dance like want to hear some music or I something know, like that i know a great place where we go i think the good foot is an awesome spot haven't like the last time i was there i saw yeah, like a james brown kind of tribute not Ooh. bad but, like it was like james yeah, brown dude. like infused with like hip hop and and um some r&b and it was super 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 cool but uh, yeah, like seeing a hip hop show or something like that down there, there's something real kind of grassroots, you well, know, about performing. What at, was uh, great about it was like, so yeah, it was the funk, disco, kind of like late 60s, early 70s, Motown. And it was definitely one of those moments where I'm like, here we are 2023 at some club in Portland. And look at all these people here that are here dancing, enjoying music from 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah, like, no. which is dope. Like, I mean, and Portland warms my the, warms my soul. The one thing I will say is we used to have a bunch of places to where you can go and just listen to good music. I think there's still a few of those around, but like Jimmy Max was like the greatest oh, place in Portland. Man. Like, if you want to go hear some some cool jazz and some stuff like that, man, that Jimmy Max is a dope spot. Nice little ambiance. But uh, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Clyde's. Man, Clyde's, it's been no. a while. Yeah, Clyde's, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get some, uh, take your lady, get some prime rib. There's always an act, you know, at Clyde's. They're more, more than likely doing some uh, 70s, 80s funk, you know, things like that. Prime rib? Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. And actually, now you're kind of bringing back some memories. Same area, because I used to live on 20th and Stark, uh, so Goodfoot. <laughs> that was a drunk walk away. Oh, yeah. But it was a, it was it was a, a great, great drunk walk. It was a 20-block stumble. It was a yeah. stumble, though, but right around that same area, the, uh, Eastburn as well. They got a nice little basement area, got some games. Sometimes they have a, a small, very unknown band, but I, I think that as well. I think that as the weather starts to turn, you and your lady will be more inclined to want to go out and experience, because let's face it, man, like we're in, when it's crappy outside and as much as people say like don't let it stop you from doing the things you want to do it does it It, it really does does. it's hard to get out but when it's outside it's like dude yeah let's go to that restaurant walk to it let's park our car walk around the neighborhood whatever we're almost there fellas well sweet god we're almost there i feel like i'm kind (laughs) of giving myself two problems to deal with a my wife and i both want more friends and we're trying to save cash right now too so I don't know. Oh, I feel man. like we're we're that couple. Is, that... Is, is she giving you uh putting you on like uh grown up grown men playdates? Um, like, no. Hey man, this go, is my go to swingers clubs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a way to make new friends. <laughs> that's maybe not the friends. Yeah. We're hey, ask for. Will. They uh, apparently uh, Will Darkin says that they uh, come with buffets or something like that. These swingers parties, so free food. I mean, ew. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I, I, okay, food and sex. All the meatballs you could want. <laughs> not for me together. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, actually, I mean that. Food, those, that's, two, those are two things that absolutely go together. together. I mean, it's together, like, peanut, no. it's like yes. peanut butter chocolate. If like, I can get down mean? on some chicken wings while getting down. Okay. I'm getting there's down a on reason that down. sandwiches are, that are popular, you know, after the get down. You know what well, I mean? After the get down, yes. I need but a not club. During all, the get down. It's all, it's all five food groups. Are I need right a there, BLT. You know? There I'm you telling go. you, Jordan, that might be the way to go. What? I, all right. Anybody that wants to eat a BLT <laughs> while they're doing it is a heathen. Not while you're yes. doing it. We're not animals. Where's no. our, but as soon as it's over. Where's our text line like number, 15 Dennis? seconds. It'll 503-864-6326. Now, I won't say should Jordan and his wife go to swinger clubs, no, but no. can we get some suggestions <laughs> maybe for like spring, summer activities for the married couple? That That might help. Uh, 503-864-6326. Jordan's I'm, wife is like, what the hell are you telling them on the show? It's like, you are revealing way too much, babe. Might have to have rain you in a little. <sighs> God. Um, but no, I'm, uh, I'm stoked for spring, summer. I'm ready for, uh, a prime Portland. That's, I mean, this town, when it's in these, uh, May, June, July, August, September months, it's, it's peak. Just the Northwest Mariners games. Get ready. Oh, man, it's coming. I act like I don't care about the weather, but that's because the weather usually sucks. So when it's really, when it's nice, (laughs) yeah, it's it's definitely nice to to put the shorts on and get up out. All right. Let's get into some sports stuff. Um, We got to kind of do some turn and burn here this first hour. We got to get into some NBA playoffs, some NFL draft, and I'm sure both of those will take up the rest of the first hour. But the reason we got to do that is because in the second hour, we continue our series of special guests here on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Uh, Mike McMillan, two-time Oregon Gold Glove winner. He is a badass in the ring. Boxing guru, champ. I've uh, been in a few classes of his where he is instructing the entire class. And let's just say when he tells you to do a combo, 
him telling you to do it versus him showing you how to do it, boy, you can tell right away. It's like this dude knows what the hell he's talking about. Mike McMillan, he's going to be in the entire second hour because dude is an athlete. He's a trainer. He played for the Portland Steel for uh, with a cup of coffee for a little bit at the Portland Steel, however long that lasted. But uh, defensive back, clearly football-minded. I'd love to talk to him about some football sports, sports psychology, but we're going to get into a lot of boxing because we had a huge fight last night with Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. So I want to talk about that, but also just the art of boxing, the training for it, everything that comes with it, because I've grown to appreciate it over the last year and a half, two years more so than ever. And having a guy like Mike in here who is that good at boxing to be able to break down everything will be a treat for us, but also uh, the listeners as well. So super excited for that. But first, let's get into the NBA playoffs because we already got some teams eliminated. We got some teams on the brink of elimination, injuries, all sorts of drama. We'll get into that here. Sports Sunday, Rashad Taylor, Jordan Schultz, Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Oh, uh, God, I love our text line so much because uh, it cracks me up. We can just say, like, we got a real hot take next. Tune in and get zero text. But as soon as we start talking about food during coitus, the text line just goes off. Lit someone says, maybe a nice salami sandwich. Well, oh, uh, God. And then someone says, suddenly mm. my breakfast sandwich is not very appetizing. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you're not eating while, yeah. you know, doing this. I mean, how many times do we get to enjoy, it. like, only, like, watching games or hey, at a can game? can you do we pass get to me en- the salt, the text? Yeah. <laughs> how many times do we get oh to God. enjoy two great things at, at one time? <laughs> two of your favorite things, eating and, you know what I'm saying, doing the hippity-dippity. Do we, well, how many times do you get to <laughs> do enjoy to two dis- things at the same time? Do we need to destigmatize food and uh, sex at the yes, same time? Yes, we should. Like, mind you, I don't, you know. You Did shouldn't... we just create a new Pornhub category? The, the, That's no, probably this there. has been Guaranteed going on. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Way too long. <laughs> no, this is something that there are just some things that shouldn't be combined. Like, hey, mommy and daddy loving during, like, a game on? Sure, that's great. But food and mommy and daddy loving at the yes. same time? No. I don't know, man. I don't know. You guys are. I've I've found out too much about both of y'all this morning. Well, listen. I think there's a line, right? There's. Oh God! (laughs) I think there's just a line. You know, like yeah, you know, whipped cream is fine, right? That's That's not food. That's food. Chocolate uh, dipped strawberries. That's like different. Okay, we're starting to. As soon as like someone starts breaking out a sandwich and is like, somebody breaks out a hero, (laughs) a a Reuben. (laughs) Yeah, baby, you're doing your thing. (laughs) Ask me that. Full the spread, horseradish. The text line: a full spread in Sports Center on in the background. Now we're talking. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> tell, I'm telling you. Tell, oh, tell me what's dream. better. Tell me what's better than that. Tell you what's better. How about Dylan Brooks, man? I'll tell you I, I what's said better. better. That what a series that guy is having. You want to talk about building a name for yourself, building that brand, it's and not... it, all doing it with a giant DB on your chest. That, that, is, that what does that stand nice for? Shame. Right, D- douchebag. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's his name, oh, Rashad. Okay. Dylan Brooks. Yeah, speaking of hands being put on certain body parts. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah, I said, uh, like, yeah, we'll talk NBA playoffs. And then Rashad, during the break, is like, 
Dylan Brooks, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think this might just end up turning into Dylan Brooks segment for 15 minutes. Because, dude, like, what makes it worse is alma mater, Oregon Ducks, like, that's somewhat my guy, right? And then he goes into the league and, one, is not a very consistent offensive player, so there's that. Defense, yeah. But this year, in the last couple of years, he's kind of just turned up the, the DB meter, and I don't mean the Dylan Brooks meter this time, to, like, up to 100. And I will say the, what was it, the Snoop, <laughs> the the dog father mm-hmm. uh, hair look. Again, I'll give him points for that because bold was, move. Was, yeah. Okay. Bold move. But everything outside of that, dude has, has become a sus. menace. And then he just caps it off last night with, I'm going to go ahead and say it was intentional. I, LeBron was trying to make a move past him, and his hand looks like it was playing defense, but it was playing defense in the wrong areas. And he hits LeBron in the junk, ejected, bam. Dylan Brooks, man, is turning into not just like a likable menace, one of the most, if not most unlikable players in the league, hands down. I, I, I'm so, we're supposed to love Dylan Brooks. If it's from Oregon. <laughs> if you're from the state of Oregon, um, or especially if you're a duck, Dylan Brooks is supposed to be one of those guys that you're really supposed to root for. He was great here in Oregon. I want to say they got to, was it the Sweet 16? Was it Elite 8? Elite 8. Elite eight. And then they yeah. ran into Buddy Heel. Yeah, I think that's that right. was that year. That's right. So he's done, been able to do some great things for you and then turn around. And when he first got to Memphis, he wasn't like this. No, not at all. This is new. I think what it is for me, and he's seeing that players that have minimal offensive skill, because I'm not going to say Dylan Brooks isn't a talented basketball player. He's in the NBA. He's been a starter since the day he got to the NBA. So he can obviously play. He plays with the, what, the the number two team in the Western Conference, I think the, as far I think as the Grizzlies are. Yeah, yeah, as far two, as the C. Yeah, so, two, three, yeah. so he's obviously, you know, he knows how to play basketball. You catch Dylan Brooks, the 24-hour fitness, or Bally's, or wherever you hoop in your neighborhood, guaranteed he's the best player in the gym. And it's not even a question about that. That said, like, I'm not sure what the turn was, you know, over the last, like, year and a half to where he's decided to become the voice or the tough guy from his team. Number one, we know you're not the tough guy. Steven Adams still plays for you, still plays with you. So we know that you're not that guy. Steven Adams is arguably the toughest dude in the NBA, not named James Johnson. Everybody else, like, you know, whatever. But... I don't know. I don't like this character that Dylan Brooks has came up with. Draymond is not playing a character. Draymond is being Draymond, right? That's this is just this is just who he is. He's kind of an a hole. He kind of and he, and he knows that he knows he's a bit of a bully, and he kind of plays into that. Dylan Brooks is not that. He's not a bully. He's never been the bully. So the so why he's acting like this kind of irritant tough guy? Like bro, you're that's you're that you end up getting exposed. And that's exactly what LeBron did to him last night and uh, apologies because Dylan Brooks was a part of that final four team as well where they lost to North Carolina in oh, the I, was, I, was, I knew he got pretty far yeah yeah you know? so he they went elite eight and then uh, against Oklahoma lost that one and then they went final four the next year but um, text line coming in uh, someone says he was a flopping douche at Oregon remember this Utah uh, remember his Utah Utes flop I do and I don't want to like I don't Oh, it, look it up dude it's um, it's one of the worst of all time and I don't want to uh, make you know, one bad play, like, oh, this is just who he's been. Because, I mean, there's been some egregious flops throughout history, and they don't stick to a reputation. But he is, and then someone else says Brooks did this crap in college too. I don't think it was as bad as it was in college as far as jawing and talking outside of the game. Like, you saw Coach K get him in that get at him that one time. But even then, it's not like he was like, Coach K, I don't even know who that is. Like, why is he talking? Like, he was uh, he was pretty humble back then. It wasn't that bad. But, yeah, you get into the league. You get that veteran status. You've been around for, what, six seasons now, I think, in the league it's been. And you've got some money. You feel like you make an impact on your team. Your offensive numbers would say otherwise. Their defensive effort is for sure appreciated. And, I mean, maybe he does feel like he has to play that role a little bit because there are younger guys. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a little bit younger, still 23, jaw younger. I mean, Xavier Tillman is a veteran, but he's a little bit quieter. Steven Adams, I feel like, maybe is somewhat of that veteran presence. But to have a dude who's a dog and is willing to go and scrap, someone needs it. And 
Dylan Brooks was doing it. He's just looking like a huge yeah. DB while doing and it. And I think you can do that, but at the same time, because people are going to hate you because you play that way. Yeah. Because you play tougher. Because you can play, you know, kind of dirty, you know, at points. So people are already going to hate you. You He puts dubs on it, though. He, he it's, it's extra sauce all the time because there's no reason to talk as much as you do. <laughs> Draymond is one of those guys that, not again offensively as far as scoring the ball doesn't give you a lot knows he's not going to give you a lot however he can give you nine assists a night if he really want if he really wanted to if he's committed to passing the ball all the time which he is he's going to give you 10 boards you know nine boards a night he's going to give you offensive and defensive production that doesn't necessarily mean scoring Dylan Brooks doesn't do all the things that Draymond does and it's always kind of weird to me that if you think about it all the players that do all this extra yapping, they're usually, they're not the best. They're, they're, they're not, I'm not going to call them trash, but they're not great. Think about it. It's Pat Bev. Pat Bev isn't great. It's Draymond. No Dray- more for his trash talking than his no, game. Dr- Draymond, probably no more for his trash talking and his ejections now than his game. And then you got Dylan Brooks. Nobody, uh, the, the casual basketball fan wouldn't be able to tell you anything about Dylan Brooks, because there's not much to write home about outside of the fact that he looks like a jackass as far as what he's wearing in most cases. And now he did made one of the biggest mistakes anybody can make in the playoffs. And you call out LeBron? Yeah. Huh? I was going to say, I'm like, with all this being said, one of the dumber moves ever to call out LeBron and even <laughs> I was joking in the break. Rashad was like, to call him old. I'm like, well, he I mean. He is old in these standards of NBA age, but still scores thirty. Again, still effective dumbass. as hell, and he's LeBron James. It's not like you're talking about Adonis Haslam out here. Like he's old, I don't care. It's like, dude, LeBron is still an Adonis out there and pulling up. Do you see the windmill dunk reverse? Yeah, hey, for no night? reason, yeah, that was insane. Could just like, get a regular dunk. Like, was that that was a flex? Pretty that sure was... I saw him do that. Oh, I don't know, fifteen years ago. Also. Like, come on, Absolutely. Dude. Now, you guys, great point, by the way, Joe Fish bringing up Duke and uh, my Krzyzewski. Makes me think of another kind of dirty player who's now in the NBA, and that is Grayson Allen. I still, ah, yeah. I still think he's sitting on the bench for the Bucks, unless he's moved on. No, but... he's getting buckets. He was getting buckets yeah, yesterday. He's... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, so he's, uh, well, because Giannis is out, he's... He's had to play 30 minutes a game. Lean on Grayson Allen, that's what I say. Exactly. Now, he <laughs> maybe not known for talking so much S, but is known as a dirty player. And we all see it. He has to apologize after the games. What Dylan Brooks kind of does to take it a step further, I think, in everybody's minds, is refuse to apologize. And this is what gets to me, is you act like a total ass, and then you end up acting like it's all good and like there's really no no other actual thing that you could do as a human being and that your actions are always the best and that nobody can tell you ever no. are being incorrect. And that's that's really Dylan's I am always right mentality. I think that's what gets to me and gets to a lot of other sports fans. I don't know about you guys because we've seen dirty players forever. Charles Oakley, Kevin Garner. I mean, you could go down mm-hmm. the list of dirty players, black or white. I think it gives the game a bit of flavor, but it's when you are just totally unwilling to admit that you are an ass sometimes that it gets to <laughs> oh, people. I guarantee his team told him. I guarantee after he said that, after that presser, his team looked at him and said, bro, are you serious? Yeah. Thanks, bud. Appreciate that. Thanks for doing that for us. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go uh, next segment. We're up against got, got a break here, but let's take a look at the action from last night. Some of the games in progress because we had a series end yesterday. We have two games that are <laughs> or two series that are basically ending. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at the NBA playoffs as a whole. See where the teams are at. See where the series are at, and uh, get ready some for potential round two matchups. Sound good? Sure, sure. I'm with it. Sure, he says. The man says sure. That's what we do next. I'm with it. We got Jordan Schultz first though with a Sports Center update. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Uh, just uh, talked Rashad's ear off yesterday. Um, talked Rashad's ear off just now about golf yesterday. And we're watching golf now, so and we golf, can't, yeah. can't get enough of golf. Well, you know, it's the Zurich uh, New Orleans Open. I don't know what any of that means. Question mark? But, uh, too many opens in golf. Like, 
There's a lot of tournaments. It's hard to keep up with. The Zurich Classic, which I think is at the New Orleans Country Club or something like that. TPC New Orleans. But <laughs> Did you just say it too many opens? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I only pay attention to... They not pay attention to, but I only really, if I'm being honest, know about like the the bigger tournaments throughout. You're the a majors year. guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as much as I'd like to hijack these uh, next five to seven minutes about golf, I will stay on on topic with the NBA playoffs. Okay. We can always get back to golf. Bro. That's a professional. Okay. <laughs> that is a professional. NBA playoffs, seventy sixers sweep, knock shock there. Um, hopefully, Joel Embiid is able to get back sooner than later. They were saying that he might be able to or might miss a couple games in the second round. So fingers crossed there. The Suns are starting to be the Suns, and the Clippers are, well, they've been the Clippers because one of their stars is injured or both their stars, so that series is essentially over. And you had yesterday two interesting lower seed, higher seed games where the lower seed won. You had the Miami Heat. Just throttle the Milwaukee Bucks who are missing Giannis still. Uh, but if you ask Reggie Miller, it's more important that Tyler Hero's missing for the Miami Heat than Giannis is the Bucks. Actual thing he said. I, I would I would I would agree with that. Don't stop. Listen, don't Rashad no, take a Can alert. I finish? Dude, can no, I finish? I almost don't want you can to, but go ahead. Giannis, go ahead. Giannis has been has been banged up for a lot of the year. Right? Like he missed a lot of time and even through all that time, and even last year. When Giannis missed all that time, the Bucks were still the top team in the Eastern Conference. This year, who's the number one team in the East? The Bucks. How many games did Giannis miss? And they're still the number one team. And without, and honestly, I love Chris Middleton, but if you're talking about a legit, like just number two star to go out there and do that, like most people wouldn't name Chris Middleton as like a legit star. I yeah. think we'll say he's good. But there's nobody that's going to say, oh, second best uh, number two in the league is going to be Chris Middleton. How many games did Giannis miss this year? I'm I see you it looking up. it up right now. He missed enough to where it would be significant if they lost those games. And they didn't. He played 63 games, Rashad. He missed 19 games. That's not that much. You missed 19 games. That's not that's, that much. Yeah, that's, that's 19 Rashad, games. you're acting as if he only played 30. They play 82 games. <sighs> he, not, played, he played they 75% play of this season. They play 82 games. Yes, exactly. Rashad, but 19 you, of those games could have went the other right. way, and they still were able we to gotta, do that. we got to keep this on the playoffs. Miami <laughs> almost didn't make the playoffs. Miami was, was in the play-in. They almost didn't make the playoffs. Well, it's so, yes, Miami. them not having Tyler Hero there is big. I'm saying they can. They know how to win without Giannis. Is that, no, no, this no, team knows question, how to win without Giannis. I can't believe we're doing this. Is The question is, who is more important to their team? Tyler Hero to it's the Heat. It's clearly Giannis. That is what that's that is the question. Reggie says that it's opposite. And Reggie it's crazy. said Miami losing Tyler Hero is more important, is more important than stupid. the Bucks losing Giannis. The Bucks can still win without Giannis. But yesterday the they, Bucks will win. The but Bucks they can didn't. Still win. They lost by twenty two. No, they didn't yesterday. Reggie but was the Bucks can still wrong. win without Giannis. We've seen that all. We've seen it in the playoffs before. The Bucks win in big moments in conference finals without Giannis. Win the We've NBA finals it. without Giannis, though. Yes, they, they they were. Giannis didn't get hurt, and was was that game three, game something like that yeah, against against them, and they still won that series. So yes, they can win without Giannis. They've done it in the playoffs before. That's what I'm saying. Well, as long as the Heat get Tyler Hero back, they're winning the championship. That's all that matters. That's that's how important Tyler Hero is. And they've been to the finals with Tyler Hero too. <laughs> and the Bucks have been there and won it with Giannis. So they did. They, you know, when, he, but, when he was scoring forty a game, yeah, and who, who, did, who did they beat on the way to the finals? When they, I'm just saying, we'll talk about that. Keep going about the playoffs. <laughs> well, the only what? reason Miami won yesterday was because Duncan Robinson didn't miss a shot. I mean, come on. Let's, Doesn't let's matter. Point that Doesn't out. Doesn't matter. They won though. They, won. they don't need yes. Tyler Hero. They're just okay. not as good as Milwaukee. Oh. Moving on. Yeah, no, that's, that's I'll agree with that. They are not as good as Milwaukee. Milwaukee's <laughs> the best team in the league, which is why I'm saying they could win without Giannis because they are the best team in the league. Well, they couldn't last night. Uh, we got the Lakers last night did win, though, against the Grizzlies, despite John Morant going nuclear in the fourth quarter. It was uh, just li- too little too late. Um, it's a shame. If they had Dylan Brooks in that game in the fourth quarter, Man, I think they could have pulled turn around. But uh, the Lakers uh, looking really scary and basically being the team that everyone thought they were going to be. And, yeah, Dylan Brooks throwing in a, a couple extra pieces of kindling on the fire. Uh, that is LeBron James and Lakers right now with a 2-1 series lead. Game four, don't know when that is, probably on Monday is my guess. Uh, yes, Monday, that will be game four. So, some of the matchups that are basically set for the next round, I mean, 
Nuggets, they're going to sweep the Timberwolves, if not gentlemen sweep. So you're probably looking at Nuggets' sons in the next round. That is a good matchup right there. Because the Nuggets look damn good. They look like the best team in the West as far as performance overall play goes. We'll see what happens when they face the Suns, though, because that's a damn good team there. The Suns' depth, though, I feel like you got to kind of worry about that. Like that's Once you problem. start getting to the bench, dude, it's uh, you, you get Booker and KD on the bench. I mean, KD's going to have to put in some minutes the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, they've been unbeatable with him to this point, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Uh, best starting five in basketball, worst bench in basketball. Like, and I mean, the two things just don't yeah. don't equate, you know. And if you're asking these guys, KD and Aiton, um, Booker, Chris Paul, who's like 38, you know, if you're asking them to play 40 minutes a night, that could, that's going to be a problem. So 76ers are the three seed, I want to say. Uh, and they have advanced. They got the uh, series work. sweep against the Suns, and they will take on the winner of the Celtics. Hawk. They're going to take on the Celtics. And... Uh, we have today, this is the slate that we have. We have the Cavaliers facing the Knicks. The Knicks, man, they are they're cooking right now. They're up 2-1. Uh, game starts here in 17 minutes on ABC. Then you got Kings Warriors over on ABC at 1230. And boy, how that series, the momentum shifted there. You lose Draymond Green. Warriors fans are like, well, at least we're coming back home. And you smacked down Sacramento. My God. That series is um, 2-1, Golden State, 7.5-point favorite today. Man, uh, Sabonis was bad. in Golden State. Sabonis was bad in the last game. Sabonis has been bad in two of three yeah. of these playoff games so yeah. far. So unless he's better, Steph is going to go crazy. You know Draymond's going to come back really, really enthused to play after the suspension. And Malik Monk had a great game two, repeating his game one performance, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen in game three. So no. Sans DeMontis Sabonis scoring 20 and 10, yeah, it, you're not going to have that happen in each game where Malik's going to show up and give you 30. Mm-hmm. Just not not sustainable. All right. Got my boy outside, Mike. I'm going to go let him in, but uh, let's talk about the NFL draft to finish up hour one. Got that next right here. Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. Listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Rashad, can you believe the NFL draft is this Thursday? Thank I, God. I mean, they've advertised it enough, so yeah. I mean, I know it's it's. I knew it was coming sometime. Well, dude, I feel like um, well, what is it? Two and a half months since the Super Bowl. About we're at now. Yeah, mid February to the end of April. It seems like a long two and a half months, though. Like, the buildup between Super Bowl to the NFL draft, it is uh, the, it's a slog. The PR for the NFL is phenomenal. Like, name another. When NBA season's over, like, it's over. We're, we're, we might talk about the well, you championship get the, you get for the a couple season, days. Yeah, you know, but even bit. still, it's like, okay, championship, we talk about the draft, but we don't, like, really get stuck in the draft unless you're a blazer fan right or unless you're one of those teams that when the number one through about 14 they kind of get it all out of the way yeah quick it's like finals off season draft all lumped in within like a month by like yeah so finals are like in june the draft is you know mid-june early july you know whenever that is so then that's over but the nfl like you said super bowl was you know it's almost may like super bowl was two months ago three months ago almost yeah and then you know fast forward they kept all the state and all the headlines Forever, and now they're a week away from the draw. Excuse me, four days away from probably the third biggest thing that the NFL does all year, which is the draft. Got to mention though, this has probably been helped by the most quarterback movement and one of the best free agency periods that we've seen action wise in at least three, four years. True, right? very true, true, very true. So true. let's uh, let's do some draft stuff real quick uh, to finish up this hour. My boy Matt Miller, do it. Yeah, I better be logged in on my ESPN Plus. I want my Matt Miller mock draft, damn it. Um, but of course, we have uh, Bryce Young. He is the uh, projected number one overall pick to go to the Carolina Panthers. After that, though, uh, one report has the next quarterback going off the draft off the board is number four Colts going with C.J. Stroud the quarterback out of Ohio State. Um, next pick, number five, would be the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, boy, Jalen Carter, 
D tackle from Georgia. For forgive me if I'm wrong here, but is Jalen Carter not the one going through some like legal issues? He is right now. So, I mean, if he's projected to go that high, then no one. My cares. guess the is NFL that the legal issues aren't They're that serious, and yeah, they'll probably be swept under the rug because you know NFL and legal issues. You know, they've always been one to stand up for those and uh, you know care about players' legal issues and always have the right discipline for that, right? Oh yeah, character right? always yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, anybody? It's a character league. Okay, just want just want to check. Um, gosh, and I hope that uh, how many of the ESPN draft stories are we going to get? Oh, great job by them picking this player. Fantastic, his happiest day of his life going to this team. Uh, did you know his sister tragically died though when he was seven? Yeah. Hopefully, they learned their lesson once they got that you know backlash. What was it last year or the year prior? about, man, we don't need all these sob stories. You can t- talk about these kids being great students. Talk about their GPA. Talk about talk about their college, you know, accomplishments or high school accomplishments. Yeah, talk about like, their future. We don't, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Like, or what give does me that look fun like? facts. Yeah, fun, What's their exactly. favorite man, food? They're big fans, fans of the Backstreet yeah, Boys. Where would they like, want oh a my vacation? Gosh, like, yeah. Yeah, What's like, their favorite food during... No, I don't need to know that their to. mom <laughs> overcame crack, a crack addiction and, and was kind of on the street selling her but like yo i don't need to know none of this, and, this is the happiest day of this person's right, life like, i like i thought you were owned by disney what is yeah, this like seriously <laughs> i like those stories but I that's think, why they're throwing those stories well, but disney yeah uh, absolutely. you've true. seen safety <laughs> 15 of those in the first round i think they be, we all become desensitized to them yeah. just a little bit um but uh gosh i mean the seahawks they have two first round picks this year um godspeed on that because with the history of their first round picks We'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, some other quarterbacks. Uh, we talked about Will Levis last week and how he's undraftable because the guy is a psychopath that puts mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas with the peel on. Again, weirdo. weirdo. I repeat, like a... mayonnaise in his coffee, bananas with the peel on. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, <laughs> seriously, and Ted Bundy used to do some weird stuff, and everybody looked at him John like, you know what? Calling, These guys are kind of weird. You know, though. Yep, red flags, red flags, right there. Um, Anthony Richardson, the uh, specimen out of cor- out of Florida at quarterback, dude, like is a like he's like a sculpture almost when you look at him. He is just a very athletic freak, and that's why so many teams are high on him. They have him going at eleven to the Tennessee Titans on uh, this draft board here. But I got to point out: Have you guys seen both Richardson and C.J. Stroud? I feel like the story the last ten days has been they them falling down the draft board. Do they it put was... mayo in their coffee also? No, 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 no. But Richardson, for instance, he's not accurate, and that's starting to come out now. You know what? Mm. A, a week before, we're, we're starting to see reports. Oh, he's really strong, but he's not as accurate as we thought. So now the Seahawks thinking he's the guaranteed next Josh Allen at five, not happening. C.J. Stroud, the next guarantee at two. He had a horrible score. Um, I think it was an accuracy test. It's called the AS or the NS, and he had one of the lowest scores in the history of the test, so that put him down a couple of spots. We've seen these quarterbacks that were guarantees in the top five now in the last ten days move quite a bit down. Which, for me, I, I know obviously there's a money issue there, so I mean, if you're thinking about money, then yes, it's a bummer, right? But if you're thinking about being able to to win and go into a franchise, it's probably set up a little bit better for you to be successful. Like, man, that's good. Like, if you're Anthony Richardson, and I've seen a mock, mock draft where they got him going maybe to 10 to Minnesota, or, you know, and so, like, you go to Minnesota, you go to Tennessee, those are two franchises that are already set for playoffs, right? Those are two franchises that yeah, are already playoff kind of ready rosters, playoff yeah. ready rosters. Like, how much better can you be at that point if you have a Justin Jefferson that you can throw the ball to on one side or something like that, as opposed to going to the top of the draft? Where you know if you're going to Carolina, if you're going to Carolina and you're Bryce Young, you just lost your best weapon via trade to be able to get this number one pick. So yes, moving down the 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 roster, like if you're Aaron Rodgers, you sat there the entire draft night, but you ended up in Green Bay. Um, you know, for you, I I do have to say though that, gosh, I I don't know if scores and stuff like the Wonderlick and all this as uh one Cardell Jones pl- uh, said for Ohio State I didn't come to Ohio State to play school all right like give me the instincts what can you do on the field if the if the two don't correlate but the one thing that matters is on the field performance I I feel like it's very hard to point at, point out a quarterback 
been like, yeah, well, I knew he was going to have a rough career because of his Wonderlick. I don't care if these guys can talk and read <laughs> like, good. It's tough to find that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if these guys can talk and read good. But, but it is know. kind of situational awareness and, you know, I mean, that, uh, self-awareness also. And let me add a little bit of context. It's not the Wonderlick. It's called the S2 Cognition Test. This came out. This was uh, a little bit of controversy because this came I want to take this test. Or I'd love to take I want to see how we do. Well, what the S2 Cognition Test does, it tests your ability under you know pressure to see how quickly you know can you change your reads and how quickly can you find the open option. It's essentially trying to see how quickly a quarterback you know, can, can get, to, windows yeah, can get to the optimal uh, outcome in a situation, whatever that may be. Stroud scored 18. Apparently, this came from former quarterback Brady Quinn, at least leaked uh, through Bob McGinn, a former Green Bay Packers beat writer, said that Stroud scored 18. It's a red alert because a high score doesn't necessarily indicate success in the NFL as a quarterback, but a low score will always. Anybody that scores low on this will always end up being a bust. And Hendon Hooker, for instance, I think he scored like uh, 46% on it. So it's a, not very high scores here coming from the likes of Hendon Hooker or C.J. Stroud, unfortunately. Bryce Young, got a note, he nailed this test. 98th percentile. I will say with Hendon Hooker, too, I don't want a like 26-year-old dude who just tore his knee. <laughs> right. As mm-hmm. a, my franchise quarterback, I'm just kind of scared. Yeah, going to this uh, ST, S2Cognition.com, you know what, Jordan? I will uh, eat some crow because their, do- their website is dialed in. Okay, graphics. I mean, this is, they know what they're doing over here. So I would like to think that if they got this much uh, effort into their website, that they have that much effort into their product and uh, their testing and whatever it is. At S2 Cognition, we see the game differently. Uh, what is, damn, they got a lab here in Oregon? What That's is awesome. going on? I'm not surprised. Two? Well, Nike and my mind here. both here. Do I have to pay to take this test? That's Pro- what I probably, want to do. Probably. probably it's going to probably a nice, nice little penny to, to take that test. <sighs> but no, I mean, like, I, I didn't know that this was a test outside of the Wonderlick that. $200? You know, yeah, I'm good. Are you, I'm good. I, I, can we divvy, divvy it up between the three of us? Can we uh, expense this for <laughs> show purposes? I'm sure they have that expense report come through to the boss's office. Yeah, I'm sure S two cognition test expense report. What the hell is this? Well, you Athletes. work in, you work in sales, Joe. Sell it. <laughs> it's not, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not happening. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I tried to expense a meal like a week ago, and it was like, uh, Joe, what what's this? By the way, the you tip a, can only be this much. You got a biggie and, bag, uh, and they were mad. Like you know what? Just cancel that expense report. I'll just eat that. Yeah, one. separates athletes based on visual learning, instinctive learning, impulse control, and improvisation while measuring how players process and make <laughs> split second decisions. Do they have like so a party go. simulation for them to go into? <laughs> like, Seriously, go right, home. Yeah, just don't drink weed and alcohol. Just getting waved in their face. Like, all right, just finish. Get to the get to the back door and walk home. Get to the back door and walk home. Perfect. You pass. Thirty to forty-five minute evaluation. Man, yeah, I definitely want to do this. <laughs> Spending two hundred bucks, we need to find a hookup at this too. Um, but yeah, there's your NFL draft talk. I hope you uh, know so much more about these quarterbacks and these teams and situations. I'm sure we'll know about all of them and their backstories and unnecessary stories come draft day, too. Did I tell you guys about the one? Yeah, about the Kansas, uh, was it Khalil Herbert? I told you about the webbed foot story, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I, I want more, more of those, okay? Like, say, like, he won an eating contest in his hometown where he ate 60 buffalo wings in less than 15 minutes. That's impressive. Right? Like, that's a good NFL draft story. You yeah. give me that on NFL draft day, I'm like... You know, you got me. Yeah, does a great Mariah Carey karaoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Yes, man, those are you things know? that I want to know. Give me those. Not the. Uh, I don't he need was... to be bummed out on the most important day of these kids' lives. His dad was changing a tire and was struck by a stray semi truck tire bouncing on the side of the road. And but here he is now. I don't have, need those. Have you seen that movie called? Uh, uh, that was, was a serious Rubber? one too. Another dead serious That's that happened awful. on the NFL draft broadcast. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. This one. Ta- these are the type of things they're pulling out. Have you seen the movie? I think it's called Rubber, and it's about a tire that just a murderous tire kills people. A serial killing tire. Yeah, it's <laughs> I a mean tire. That, that was literally how Michael Scott's boss Ed Truck died in the office. Yeah. A tire decapitated mm-hmm. him. That, it's just like really. No, that yeah. happened uh, real life too. Some lady um, wasn't that a whole like Dane Cook bit 
Probably. <laughs> you're probably. I, mean, I, she she I can't quote any Dane Cook joke ever. Well, you know, mid uh, early 30s white male here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure I know a few uh, Dane Cook bits at this point. All right. Hour one in the bag. Thank God, because I'm excited for hour two. Because uh, there's going to be someone on air that's much cooler than Rashad and I. Well, at oh. least me. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. Uh, here. He, can, he can beat me up, so I'm not going <laughs> to. He's definitely cooler than me. Uh, no, last the reason I wanted to have him on is because it timed out really well. We had a huge fight in the boxing world yesterday with Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. And over the last year and a half, two years, I've grown to appreciate boxing even more. And this is one of the guys that have helped me do it. Mike McMillan, two time. Golden Glove winner here in Oregon will join us in this next hour. We will talk everything boxing, the fight last night, the art of boxing. Dude played for the Portland Steel. He is a football player. He's an athlete trainer. God knows what we're going to get into this next hour. But man, please. cologne model? Jeez, man. Dude <laughs> Wait, smells what? immaculate. What? A cologne yeah, model? Yeah, man. I don't know. I think that's a thing, man. Grooming tips I next on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> no, I'm excited for hour Time two. Time is though. running out. See, what? that's a good one. That's a good sell. You did that and get. Jordan wanted to, he's like, no, let's get to Mike, please. All right. We really want this interview to go. Um, no, let's do that next. Mike McMillan right here in studio, 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.